Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello once again from Romania. I hope you are doing well today. We have been looking at simple doctrines from the Bible. Last time we looked at the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Today I want to start looking at what an apostle is and the gifts of tongues and healing. A question that is asked often is if the gift of tongues, healing, and miracles are still in effect today. The twelve disciples of Christ and the apostles in the early church had these gifts and powers. Why did God give them? Can a person in our time have these gifts? First today, what are spiritual gifts in the Bible? These are abilities or gifts that the Holy Spirit gives a child of God. They are given to bring glory to God, encourage, teach, and reprove the church body, and help a child of God preach the gospel to this lost world. A full list of these gifts can be found in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And the subject of gifts and offices in the church continues until the end of chapter 14. The Bible begins this subject with, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, and ends with, Let all things be done decently and in order, in chapter 14, verse 40. The nine spiritual gifts given in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 are, first, the word of wisdom, then the word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, the working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. In addition to these spiritual gifts, there are offices or positions in the body of Christ. And they are apostles, prophets, and teachers. Other offices in the church would be a pastor, an elder, a deacon, and so on. Some of these gifts are still available to a child of God now, and some are not. For example, the office of an apostle no longer exists, and the gifts of tongues and healing are no longer needed. God can help you learn a new language, which is tongues, and you may even have a talent for it. But you will not wake up one morning and find you can magically speak Spanish. I wish this was true because I have had to learn the Romanian language as a missionary and it is very, very hard. So why are some of these offices and gifts no longer available to us today? Because certain offices and gifts were given to the early church to confirm or prove the word of God and prophecy. They were also a sign to the nation of Israel. Since we now have in our hands the complete revelation of God found in the Bible, some of these gifts are no longer needed. Does this mean God does not or cannot heal or perform miracles? Of course not. God is still powerful and can do miracles in our lives. We can go to God in faith and prayer and ask Him to heal a person. 
and if it is the will of God, he will do it. It simply means that certain people do not have a special gift of healing or speaking in tongues today. For example, Peter, James, or Paul could lay their hands on a person and heal them instantly, even if the sick person had no faith and did not ask to be healed. They had a truly remarkable gift and power. I do not have that power to do that. You cannot do that. But Peter and the other apostles could because they had the gifts of healing and miracles. Many preachers say they can heal people by laying hands on a person. The reality, the truth, is that they do not have the power or gift to heal a person. Why were these gifts given to the church and how are we to use them? Does the Holy Spirit give us these spiritual gifts so we can have a special position or receive honor in the church? No. The Bible tells us clearly why they were given. Let's read a few verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verses 1 through 3. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. And then verse 12, Even so ye, forasmuch as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. And then one more time in verse 31, For ye may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be comforted. Spiritual gifts are given to edify, exhort, and comfort the local church. These offices and gifts should bring unity and peace within the church, not strife or division. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, the Bible says, And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the gifts were given to edify and comfort the church. So we see what these gifts and offices are and why they were given. I want to now look at just a few of them. Many of the spiritual gifts are self-explanatory, such as the gift of wisdom, knowledge, faith, and discerning of spirits. But what about the office of an apostle? and the gifts of healing, miracles, and tongues. Let's see what the Bible says about these things. Today, we will look at the office of an apostle. We must first find out how the Bible defines an apostle. What was required to be an apostle? My method of finding this out is very simple. I do a search in the Bible for every instance of the word apostle. By looking at these references in the Bible, we can find out what an apostle is. 
How many apostles were in the early church? We do not know the exact number, but here's what we do know. First, we have the 12 apostles in Acts chapter 1. Later in Acts and other New Testament books, we find about eight or nine other possibilities. This would include Paul, Barnabas, Apollos, and others. So that's about 20, but there could have been much more. These apostles were filled with the Spirit of God and had the apostolic signs and wonders. In Acts chapter 1, the 11 apostles needed to find a 12th apostle to replace Judas. What were the requirements to be considered for this specific office? Let's see. Acts chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. Wherefore, of these men which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whither of these two thou hast chosen that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. The requirements were, first, they had to have seen and walked with Jesus in person from the beginning of his ministry. Second, they had to be a witness of his resurrection. Now, these were unique requirements to this specific situation, but it sets a pattern for the requirements of an apostle. Let's continue searching the Bible for the qualifications of an apostle. The first requirement of an apostle was seeing Jesus in person. We saw that in Acts chapter 1, but it continues with the apostle Paul as an example. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seal of my apostleship are ye in the Lord. So the apostle Paul had seen Jesus Christ. We see this again in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 9. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of about five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. So the first requirement of an apostle is they must have seen the Lord Jesus Christ in the flesh. The second requirement of an apostle is the performing of miracles, signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. They brought people back from the dead, healed the sick, venomous snakes could not harm them, and they performed many other wonders. 
Can you and I do these things today? No, we cannot. Anyone today who claims they are an apostle should be able to perform wonders and miracles, and they can't. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 11 and 12. I am become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. So the sign of an apostle is signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. Notice in Acts chapter 2 that wonders and signs were done by the apostles. It was proof of their apostleship. Let's read Acts chapter 2 verses 42 and 43. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Chapter 4, verse 33, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. And then Acts chapter 5, verse 12, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. The apostles were given during the early church. They were used to build the foundation of the church. They gave us the word of God and doctrine. That foundation has been built, and we are to build upon that. Let's read that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So the office or position of apostle was given for a very certain reason and for a limited time. The apostles were given to confirm or prove the word of God and lay a foundation for the church. Many today claim they are apostles, but they do not and cannot meet the requirements we find in the Bible. I hope this short introduction about gifts and lesson about apostles was a help and blessing. Next time, we will look at the gift of tongues in the Bible. What are tongues in the Bible, and is the gift of tongues still in effect for today? We will find out next time. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day.